Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 57 of the Communication Coach Podcast. I hope you're well, having a good week in whatever you're doing. And I decided to talk about this because I was listening to a radio program the other day and it's BBC Radio 2 and I believe that it was Vanessa Phelps who was hosting and they were talking about the young teenager, the young teenager, the teenager, sorry, who had won a million dollars by coming second in a gaming competition. And it was quite interesting to listen to the conversations. Obviously, it makes it difficult for a parent to now say, you know, don't do this because that's not going to get you anywhere in life. And kids are likely to turn around and say, well, actually, he won nearly a million dollars. And you can have all of those arguments about the percentages wise and what's good for the kids and, and all those other things that go with it. And they had a couple of experts on who I found very interesting. And they were talking about addiction to these games is a very small minor percentage of what happens in life and that most teenagers or young people or under the age of being a teenager play these games without getting addicted which a I thought was quite interesting in itself but what I wanted to talk today about from a communication perspective is managing expectations so one of the experts came on and he was talking about his son playing the game in the bedroom and how he gives him a countdown of when dinner's ready and they were talking about the game oh gosh I can't remember sorry the name of the game has slipped my mind but it's done in 15 minute segments I believe so I'm not a gamer at all but this game you play in 15 minute segments and you have to beat other people so you're so the reality is you're you're playing against other people and the reward is you know you get better and you try you try and compete against them but they're done in 15 minute slots now I know not all games are but again, this might help in managing that time that your um, young people in your life spend on playing games. Or it might just help you to manage your team expectations at work. Because he was talking about giving his son a countdown to when dinner is on the table and when dinner is ready. And the host came back with, well, why would you do that? That sounds very airy-fairy, a bit wishy-washy. It's then giving the kid a control and you're not doing the parenting and you're allowing them to do that now if you look at the alternative which I'm just going to look at to play devil's advocate advocate today that could end up in a big row as you go into the bedroom you say dinner's on the table they're in the middle of playing a game which might not be important to you but is important to them not also not going to get into the logistics of you know who's right who's wrong what's important what's not important what I'm going to suggest is that this tactic will help you to have a better relationship whether it's telling your kid that time is up in playing a game and to come down to dinner for family time whether it's um, getting somebody to bed whether it's a member of your team and you would like a report done by a specific time or you need to manage somebody's expectations in a working environment to help them progress along in their role this tactic works because The tactic that he's using is managing expectations. And what that does in a psychological point of view is it allows the other person that you're talking to to already have 
an idea of what is going to happen in the future, even though it's a short term in the future. So you can use this for preparing somebody for a long term or you can use it for preparing somebody for a short term. And what happens is, so let me use Meg as an example. So I have learned as a parent, when you have a child in your life and things change at the last minute or they don't get their their own way because something has happened, is they'll often go into a very quick version of the grief cycle. So they will go through, they'll go through anger and resentment. I'll give you a simple example of we were, it was Christmas Day, promised Meg that she could watch a film on Christmas Day, dinner overran by hours, <laughs> adults are sitting chatting, catching up with family and friends. By the time it comes to us sitting down for a film, it's like nine o'clock at night. So it's already over her bedtime and then putting a film on would have taken her way into the night time. So this is something that I learned from. I, I don't believe I got it right on this occasion because it was like, well, you know, Meg, I'm really sorry, but we're not going to be able to watch the film. So immediately I've changed the rules. I've changed the game plan because she's not interested in time. She just knows that if she sits through dinner listening to boring adult conversation, then she can watch a film. And then suddenly the plug has been pulled on that and that's not going to happen anymore. And so you get a you get a kickback, you get an emotional kickback. So you get the anger, you get the frustration, you get the bartering of, you know, can we watch 15 minutes? And then you get her withdrawing and being sad about it until she accepts it and then goes to bed. So you get that and you get that in a very quick turnaround. So that we're talking like minutes here, five, ten minutes tops that we go through this cycle. But we could probably have avoided that cycle in the first place by managing the expectations. So if I had been more self-aware of what time it was and the conversation was happening, I could probably have predicted that actually there's no way we're going to be able to watch this film. So I could have started to tee her up for that earlier than I did. So the conversation might have gone, Megan, I know I promised you a film, but I'm just looking at the time and people are still talking. I just don't think that's going to happen. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's not. So how can we do that for tomorrow and then have an agreement with her tomorrow about watching the film? And some people will listen to that. And depending on your values and your beliefs, you'll, you'll have a reaction to it. You'll be like, well, actually, I'm the parent. I, what I say goes, etc., etc." You could say that about being a leader. Actually, I'm the leader. What I say goes. But the minute you start saying that, especially in an adult environment of I'm the leader and, and what I say goes, is you lose people's trust and you lose that relationship that you've probably spent a long time building with them. Because all you're doing is, is pretty much going into a dictatorship which, which sounds dramatic and I don't mean it like that, but you, you get where I'm coming from. You're the one that's telling people what to do. So they're now ha not having a thought process. They're not being involved in the conversation. They're not feeling valued. And if you think of time in your life where people have just told you what to do and you haven't felt valued or important or con considered, it, it's not a great feeling. And what happens is when we don't feel good about something is we give that emotional response. So if you want to keep the relationships, if you want to continue to build the trust, whether it's in family life or in work life, or in friendship life, then this this kind of works, because you keep, you keep the relationship whilst also managing the expectation and still getting the same result at the end, which is for somebody playing a game and you want them to come down to dinner, is they come down for dinner. But you've done it without that whole emotional conversation whereby you say something, they say something, and it just becomes a whole big argument that doesn't need to happen, and then it affects the relationship. 
And so this is about keeping and maintaining the relationships. So it's how you manage that expectation with somebody else, but still get the same result. So it's a really good <laughs> influencing and negotiation tactic. So in the example of the teenager gaming and dinner being on the table, dad pops upstairs, and he goes upstairs about an hour before dinner and says, I'm just starting to prepare dinner. Just starting to prepare dinner just to let you know it'll probably be about an hour. So already you now have put that expectation into the other person's head that in an hour's time something else is going to happen. Now we all know that when you get sidetracked by either a game or watching TV or reading a book, time disappears. Or even if you're working on the computer, time disappears. So then what happens is dad goes back upstairs with half an hour to go and he says, just to let you know, it's going to be half an hour now till dinner. It's, it's, it's on. It'll be ready in half an hour. So please bear that in mind before you start playing another game or wherever you're at in the game. So that's the second time. Sometimes I might even get them to repeat it back. So I'll just say, can, did you get that? Did you hear what I said? And they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like 30 minutes or whatever. But it's there. Once they've repeated it back, you know that it's there. So then you'll go back in 15 minutes time and you'll say, right, 15 minutes to dinner, be on the table. So start wrapping up what you're doing, start finishing off what you're doing. And then finally, you'll, you might do a five minute and then go. Now, that might seem like a lot of things to do, but it takes about 30 seconds. It's a 30 second conversation. And then it allows the other person to start prepping beforehand. So start to to clear away. Now, if you think about yourselves in a working environment and perhaps this has happened to you before where your boss has just come in and said right we've got a meeting in two minutes well you might be in the middle of something that's important to you and you want to get on with it and suddenly you've got like two minutes to pack everything away and get ready for a meeting whereas if they said i'd like to speak to you in an hour's time that gives you an hour and it prepares you a if you have something that you want to say or whatever the meeting might be about can prepare you to prepare for the meeting or you understand that Okay, I've got an hour, I can get this, this and this done and then I can finish. And it actually makes you more in control. And a lot of the time in our lives, we like to be in control. Whether that's as an adult or a child, there's a control aspect. And you can still give people control without giving them control. So going back to our gaming example, he's still in control of his time that he's spending on the gaming within that hour period. He knows that dinner's going to be on the table in an hour so he can manage his own time without somebody coming in with the two-minute warning saying, right, dinner's on the table. And he'll go, oh, I'm in the middle of a game. Why are you interrupting me in the middle of a game? This is really important. I'll be there in. I'll just do this. I'll just do that. And there's always like a reason. I certainly found that with kids is there's always a reason why not to do something because they're in the middle of something. And we're the same as adults. So if we're in the sa doing something as an adult and we get interrupted, we're exactly the same. You know, we have that pushback and say, actually, I don't want to do that. From a policing perspective, I've definitely found that when you talk to people and let them know what's going to happen and manage their expectations, then there's no, there's no shock to them. So they're more, far more likely to be compliant with you than they would be if you just suddenly sprung something on them and said, right, in 30 seconds, you're coming down. This is what's going to happen. And they're like, well, hang on a sec. I have no control over that. And that doesn't sit comfortably with me. Whereas if you prep them for it early doors and you start to give them a future, looking into the future about what, what will happen they're far more ready to be compliant or ready to be influenced by you when it comes to the actual request. 
So it's about managing expectations. So yes, there is a different way of doing it. Of course there is. There's always a different way of doing everything. This way, I believe, is a way where you can still get what you want, but you don't have that whole emotional conversation about it. And it's win-win from both perspectives because your teenager thinks they're still in control of what's happening, that they still can be on the game for however long, but now they understand that dinner's going to be ready in an hour. And it also helps them to save face in front of their friends rather than if they're in the middle of a game, especially if they've got other friends on the uh, playing with them and they, you know, and that's important to them. Whether we like it or not, that's important to them. And they they then have to go, oh, you know, they've just come in and told me I've got to go and have, oh, I've got to go and have dinner. And they feel like they're letting the somebody else down. But it's the same with us. If we feel that we're letting other people down because we've had to do something that we weren't expecting to do. It's like if you have to work away from home, I always found with Meg that as long as I told her what was happening, she, c- she could work that out. But if, it, if I was called away from home at very short notice, which sadly did happen quite a lot, then she found that harder to deal with me just packing a suitcase an hour before and going she'd be like well where are you going well why do you have to go well what's that all about whereas if I was saying right in two weeks time Meg I'm going and I'm going for this amount of time and I'll be back here she could get that and she could understand that and process that much clearer than you know just dropping something at short notice so where you can if you can manage expectations it helps the other person to psychologically prepare for it it helps them to understand that there is a time limit on something And when they have a time limit on something that they can manage, it allows them to be in control. And we all like to be in control. We all like to feel valued. And we all like to have an understanding of what's going to be happening in the near future, the immediate future. So I hope that helps. That's just a little tip on how you can negotiate better, how why managing expectations definitely helps, and how you can get the end result that you want without the big emotional conversation that might go with it in fact I might retitle this I've titled it why managing expectations works but I might retitle in it of a a second part of negotiating with your teenager (laughs) around how to get them to do what you want to do without having the big row emotional conversation that goes with it right I hope you find that helpful and I hope you have a great week and I'll speak to you soon Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.